It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Rise and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. What's up, my nerds? Nerds! I work with a bunch of nerds. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Shine nerds. Welcome to the Background Morning Show, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the station manager for LTN Radio. I'm a third generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. Also, one summer in twin 2009, 2009, I read 30 books in three months. And I'm Mo, the shorter yet louder and some might say smarter counterpart of the back row. I'm a wife, mom, and super fan of all things friends. Also, February is my least favorite month of the year. That's rude. It's already the shortest month and now you're Mm going to hate on it even more? Yeah. (laughs) I think that's why it's my least favorite because it's the shortest. Get longer month. Get longer February. Jeez. I know. You want to be taken seriously as a month coming in here with... 28 or 29 days and that that's another thing like decide what you are years you get an extra day well i don't even get it i don't understand why we didn't take out some of the 31st days from a couple other months and just make february a normal length month i don't understand right i don't get it i don't know i don't get it i don't get it i'm sure there's a reason don't be coming up in here with comments about how Oh, well, it had to be that way because the Gregorian calendar is blah, blah, blah. It just, I don't, it don't make no sense when you I, really think about it. Let's be honest. It just doesn't. <laughs> just because there's a reason doesn't mean it makes sense. Absolutely. Same thing with the uh, daylight savings time. Yeah. Same thing with having time zones. It should yeah. all be one time. 100. <laughs> <laughs> Today on the show, we are celebrating singleness. I mean, well, I'm like, we aren't like Mo and I. We're, we're still very much married to our spouses, but more like uh, celebrating singleness as a, a valid lifestyle choice. Sure. And we've also got a game, a bad joke, five random facts, things we love, and more. But first, today is Wednesday, February 17th, 2021, and we've got some holidays to celebrate. We do. It's Ash Wednesday. Have you ever rightfully celebrated Ash Wednesday? Um, Like the way the Catholics, and say, I'm not sure which other denominations do, but I know the Catholics do. Yeah, I was going to say, I guess not, because I don't think that I've actually, I don't know. I mean, I can have remember had, getting the ash did, on my done forehead. The ash forehead? Yeah. I mean, that's oh, how you do you it. you know what? Okay, so when we were in Italy and the church that we went to the chapel on base, and yeah. so the way that the base chapel works is they have a service for Catholic, and then they have a service for Protestant. Right. And so on bigger holidays like this, they would try to um, uh, join the two services the joint service. as much as possible. Okay. You know? So th- that's where I've had the ash on my forehead. Okay. So yeah, yeah you technically have. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh-huh. Uh, now, I think that means, I can't quite remember, but I'm pretty sure Ash Wednesday is the beginning of Lent. Yes. The Lent season. Um, yes, because Fat Tuesday. Right, right, right. Mardi Gras. That's when you're. That's when you're getting all your sin in out. Right. <laughs> you eat as much as you want, or you know you do your other illicit activities for beads or whatever else. Uh-huh. 
which, you know, is not really what you're supposed to be doing religiously, but hey. Um, Fun fact, yeah. that's why in Venice they wear masks, though. Mm, I, I, I would completely believe that. During it's... Carnival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carnival. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Ash Wednesday, start of the Lenten season. If you're of that wise, you can start giving up something. I remember as a kid, they always encouraged me, because I grew up in a Catholic school, uh, and, well, I, I lived in a Catholic school. No, I, I went to Catholic school when I was a kid. And they always tried to teach us to give up something. And like, oh, I'll give up Game Boy for 40 days, you know, yeah. kind of thing. Because I still have my Nintendo, Super Nintendo or whatever. Uh, but, you know, it was never never for the, never from the heart, never really for any faith reason. And right. Just trying to teach you what it meant to deny yourself of something. I think most kids give up candy or chocolate or something for, for 40 days. And I don't know how well they do it. but uh, And then you're also not supposed to eat meat, but only on Fridays. Right. Unless you forget, as Jim Gaffigan says. Um and that's why filet of fishes are really pushed during oh, this time yeah. at all the different fast food restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. Come get your fish on Friday. Only fish. Fish doesn't count as meat uh, in the Lord's eyes. So mm-hmm. that's, yep. just, that's how it works. That was actually something that I didn't know was a part of Catholic belief until or, you know, through this Lenten season. The Lenten season. season. Yeah. Um, until working... At central office in town, and our front desk receptionist is Catholic. Mm. Uh huh. And every Friday, she would bring in tamales, and some of them had meat, and some of them did not. And so I asked her one day, I was like, Rose, why? Why is this? And she said, Well, because I make the ones that don't have meat throughout the week, because she doesn't eat meat throughout the week, but on Fridays is when she can eat meat. Right? No, 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 it's the reverse. You can eat meat all the time, you can't eat it on Fridays. Okay. But see, to me, that makes less sense. Because you're not denying yourself except for one day. I'm not, well, it's one day for 40 days. I mean, it's every, every Friday in the 40-day period. Okay. Either way. I don't understand it to this day, but that's how it is. Okay. Fridays, don't eat meat. Okay. I remember at school, we would even bring our own lunches. And there was a year that the principal was so strict about it that he went through every kid's lunch on Fridays. And if they had meat, he removed it and threw it away. Really? hmm Wow. I remember that. See? <laughs> Again, I just, it was something that I never, never knew. What? My stepdad was I have a question, Catholic, though. Catholic. What? I, I'm not a big tamale person. I've only mm-hmm. had a few in my life, and they were all right. Yeah. What was in it if there wasn't meat? It's just cheese. Oh, just stuff with like cheese and yeah, and the seasoning and the sauce, uh, masa masa. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. And I really like cheese tamales. They I I've never had a cheese tamale, especially yeah. here. Sometimes they'll do green chili and cheese. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. okay, okay. Yep. What else we got? What other uh, holiday? Random act of kindness day. It is rack day. It is, but you know what's funny about this to me? Um, it's just random act of kindness. You just do one. That's it. One and you're off the hook. <laughs> so, uh, what, what's a, what's a common random act of kindness that we kind of see among churches, among Christians these days? Cause my, the one that always pops into my mind is like either at the grocery store or at the fast food or whatever, paying for the car or person behind yeah, you. That, yeah. That's all that I can recall. But that's a dandy one (laughs) because that's happened to me a few times where the person in front of me is paid for, uh, I guess it wouldn't work in the supermarket. That's the one for the, uh, 
supermarket would be paying for the person in front of you, right? Because you can't really pay for the person behind you because you don't know how much they're going to cost. But when you're at the yeah. fast food place, they know what, you know, what the next person is going to cost. Anyway, I've been the recipient of that before, and it's just made my dang day. Like, I don't care what happens for the rest of the day. I'm happy. See, and I'm the opposite. Really? Yeah, because I got to tell you, um, when that happens, and it is, I, I do appreciate it. I will mm-hmm. say this. But when that happens, you get the feeling of, especially from the cashiers, because they're always like, the person in front of you paid for your order. And I'm like, oh, that's great. Thanks. And then they just kind of look at you like, so are you going to pay for the person behind you? <laughs> are yeah, you going to keep, keep this, this going? Uh-huh. Or just going to be the one that accepts it. Right. <laughs> right. And you know, I got, I, just, I don't ever feel that way. I got a Coke <laughs> and I got a dollar Coke. Like the person in front of me only had to pay an extra dollar, but now I got to sure, pay 25 pay. bucks for the person behind sure, me I'll when I was for only going to family of seven in the van behind yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> And so it puts this pressure the, on the people. random act of kindness, pressure. Exactly. Pay it forward pressure. Exactly. <laughs> and so at that point, you're not doing it as a random act of kindness. You're doing it out of obligation. <laughs> That's great. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I never really thought about it, but I get it. Maybe I'm selfish then because I've never considered <laughs> paying it forward in the moment. Really? I've done it a few times, but never because it's happened to me right beforehand oh. like it's just if, if uh, i have an extra 10 one day and i'm feeling generous i'm like i'll pay for the person behind me but uh, i've never received it and then paid it backward for the next car mm, so yeah. i'm selfish i'll just put yeah, it that way i guess so <laughs> it is game day wednesday today we're gonna we're going to uh, go head to head in a game of rapid fire and because i won technically the game last week that was a massive failure of a game but i did technically win uh, I get to challenge you for the title today. Did you win? I did. I don't remember this. We were just so grateful that it was over that we didn't really care who won, but I won. This is why we need Brian. Oh, it was, it's video. It's on video. I don't, I don't believe it. So uh, I get to challenge for the title today, but it's in a game that I'm, uh, arguably not very good at. So what's the got game that going for you? Rapid fire. Oh, so it's where okay. we have that yeah. multi. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, right. You remember. Got to name three things uh, of different topics. Categories. Uh, categories. But we got to do as many of those as possible in the allotted time, which I still don't know what the time limit is. It doesn't really show us. Uh, if you skip, you have to do the next one. Uh, and you get a time penalty for mm-hmm. skipping. I think it cuts out like five seconds of your time. Every yeah. skip you use. <clears throat> We're going to do, uh, how many did we do? Five? I think we did five. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I got that wrong. Just two rounds. Just one each. I don't know what I'm doing. All right. Here we go. Hold on. I got to get my... I'm going to make you go first. Got to get all your burps out. I think we all heard that. (laughs) Okay. All right. You ready? I meant no, but yeah. (laughs) Name three things on a computer desk. Pencils, uh, mouse, keyboard. Okay. Name three jobs in a university. Uh, the professor, <laughs> the admissions clerk, and um, the dean. Good job. Name three hairstyles. Uh, a bob, bald, and crew cut. I'm sure bald counts. Name three words that rhyme with flow. Go, mo, so. Name three types of light. 
uh, ambient light, white light. <laughs> um, and I don't know, uh, LED. Name three yoga poses. Oh, downward dog, tree, and um, oh, lion. Name three kinds of tea. Uh, green tea, black tea, Earl Grey. Name three Halloween costumes. Uh, witch, superhero, and ghost. Name, ooh, all right. Woo. Good job. You didn't think of sunlight. <laughs> I did, right? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ambient light, <laughs> incandescent light. <laughs> the light of God. <laughs> All right, you got eight. You got eight rounds Ooh. or eight uh, eight points. I don't really round. think that's good. I really well, that's about where we go. I think we typically hover around eight, nine, or ten. So yeah. I gotta have a good. I have to have a good run. I think ten is the like where we. We were booking it. We were booking it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, ready? Yeah. Name three baseball players. Babe Ruth. Uh, dang it. Mark McGuire. And uh, oh, I got to come up with another one. Skip. Dang it. Pass it. I'm already done. It's already dead. Uh, name three holidays. Christmas, Halloween, Thanksgiving. Name three streets in this city. Prince, first, third. Uh, name three shoe brands. Uh, Nike, Reebok, uh, New Balance. Name three golf clubs. Driver, putter, chip. I don't know. What, what is it called? I don't know. Uh, name three things found on a farm. You got it. Name three, three things. Three club. There we go. Three things. Uh, a, a hay bale, cow, pig. Oh. Name three things you can find at a wedding. Uh, bridegroom and uh, rings. Name three things on a bucket list. Uh, skydive, uh, eat something really hot. <laughs> eat something really hot. What the heck? I'm a dummy. Six. Uh, so upset. All because baseball and so golf. So upset. Baseball and golf. For those of you listening, Matt, Matt isn't a sports person. Who was the other guy in the home run derby? I have with no Mark idea. Mark McGuire. I have no idea. I all so that I could mad. think was Derek Jeter, Babe Ruth, of course. Derek Babe Ruth, Jeter, Derek Jeter, and that was Cal a good Ripken. One. Cal Ripken, that's a good one. But I was really focused on the home run derby because that's like something that I paid attention to uh, back in the early two thousands. McGuire, and I know Mark McGuire. I think. Was found out to have steroids. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr.? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that who it was? Yeah. Sammy Sosa. That's who I was thinking of. Sammy Sosa. Oh, Ken Griffey Jr. I should have thought about that Simpsons episode with all the famous baseball players. Oh. Sorry, I would have gotten it. See, so what happened was you got in your head. (laughs) I did. That was the first one. And you're like, seriously? Baseball? Gosh. But I tried. I should have just skipped it right away. And then I might have been able to make it the ground. But I'm like, no, I'm going to do this. I can do this. I I can't do this. Yeah, I know. Freaking. I'm never going to win this belt. I'm never going to get it back. I lost the two words belt, too. I had my chance at that. And I didn't get it. I'm never going to hold any any LT and radio gold ever again. I'm sorry. Or silver, I guess, because it's all sorry. silver plates. 
What are you doing? <laughs> I was watching my doorbell camera. Oh. <laughs> Suddenly just noise is coming. Yes, I'm sorry. Oh. That is in fact my fault. I'm upset. Okay. <laughs> well, let's take a break. I'll, I'll, I'll gather my composure. When we come back, uh, how to be a happy single. Uh, more back growth. But first, Faith and Fandom <laughs> with Hector Mirai. Sorry. <laughs> Stick around. She's still looking at that camera. Hey, everyone. I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So a large portion of what the Ministry of Faith and Fandom has been for the last seven years is that I write a book of nerdy Bible studies, one each year, and I tour them around Comic-Cons all throughout the Southeast. And it's been a really awesome ride. And with Comic-Cons basically shutting down for at least the last year, that's ministry in a large portion has come to a screeching halt. But God had still put stuff on my heart from the past and the present that I felt was fruitful and needed to be used. So we got a website and we started putting each chapter up individually on blogs. And it straight up took six weeks to do this in my free time. And in that process, I was reviewing what we had written, what I had written. I was formatting it, you know, and but some of this stuff I legitimately haven't looked at in seven years. And as I was looking at these things that I had written, I came to realize that I had straight up forgotten really valuable lessons that God had shown me. And that I had been in places and seasons and struggles where God had shown up in big ways and taught me important lessons. And, you know, I wrote them down, but when I wrote them down, I also just kind of ignored them once I got them out of my head and out of my fingers. And it reminded me of this verse, Jeremiah 30, verse 2. And this is a verse my youth pastor shared with me when I was an early teenager. It said this, that this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Write in a book all the words I have spoken to you. Now, this was God speaking directly to a prophet. But the reality of it is... If God shows you something, if God speaks to you, if God reveals something to you in scripture, whatever it is, if God shows up to your heart, it's worth writing down. And if it's worth writing down, it's worth reviewing. And you don't have to have a platform. You don't have to have a big audience. You don't have to put it out for everyone to see. But please understand, if God shows it to you, you should hang on to it. Because that's valuable, and that's treasured, and it has fruit that's eternal. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Row Morning Show, only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org, where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me.
back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And today on the show, we're celebrating the single folks in our lives. And before we do anything else, I've got five random facts for you. I do this all the time. All the stinking time. You just I got had it your right phone here. out. Right and here. you put it away to start the Yep. All right, ready? Yeah. It's illegal to own just one guinea pig in Switzerland. It's considered animal abuse because they're social beings and get lonely. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. The ancient Romans used to drop a piece of toast into their wine for good health. Hence why we raise a toast. What? Uh, okay. I guess, I guess that's different than clinking glasses, per se. Because I'm remembering the, the fact behind why we clink our glasses together. And why do we clink them together? That happened back in like medieval times when it was, uh, I wouldn't say common, but it was a, a fear that the king's drink would be poisoned or something. And so they would clink their glasses together and splash some of the liquid all in, in every, uh. kind of everybody's cup. And so you would not want to poison a glass because you might also have to wind up drinking it. That's fair. Um but then again, now that I say that, I don't know if that's valid or not. Maybe I just heard a random rumor as to why. <laughs> anyway, I go mean ahead. that that could also be. Uh, during the 2008 presidential election, Barack Obama purchased ad space in 18 games that ran in 10 states. The vote for change billboards were in Burnout Paradise, Skate, Madden, and more. T- and, and more that targeted the demographic of ages 18 to 34. In video games? Uh-huh. I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting, huh? Hmm. It's one of those things that you're like, oh. I've never even thought about that as a as a tactic. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yep. It was a good move. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of agree. Yeah. The UK versions of FIFA 2001 and Gran Turismo 2 shipped with the peculiar idea of scratch and sniff discs <laughs> if you if you scratched fifa's disc you would smell the pitch rubbing gran turismo 2's disc would deliver an authentic pit stop smell and the pitch by the way is like the field yeah uh and i learned this side sidetrack just from that because this is the second time i've heard the term pitch as referring to a soccer field mm-hmm there are a bunch of preschool shows on Prime, on Amazon Prime, that are obviously made in the UK mm-hmm. because all the words they use are the words that are typically used in the UK, which pitch is one of them when it comes to a soccer field. They call it, well, they call it the football pitch, but they, they call it the soccer pitch in this show. But all the narrators of the things also are clearly trying to mimic an American accent. I'm like, why? If you're making if you're making it for Americans, fine. Right. Use the words that we use, right. not just our accent. It gives it a real surreal feeling. Like like this this is a bit of an abomination, this show. Okay. And uh yeah, it bugs me. I'm that's fair. <laughs> I think if I watched it as well, it would it mm-hmm. would Bug me a little it's bit. This, it's uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Super Truck. Uh, there's another one like Dinos or whatever, but they're all made in the UK and they all use UK words in many places, but they all try and speak an American accent. It's just very strange. Yeah. Also, they're terrible shows. I mean, they're great for kids. The little kids love them, but 
they will make you drill your head out. Just every brain on the ground. Okay. Fact. Random fact there. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly, after the success of the 2007 film Ratatouille, telling the story of the lovable culinary-inspired vermin, kids everywhere ask their parents, can we get one? I promise I'll take care of it. One domestic pet chain saw sales of pet rats jump 50% after the movie's release. Hold on, wait. Pet rats are a thing? Yeah, you didn't know that? I knew gerbils, and I knew sometimes mice, and I knew hamsters. I never knew people actually bought rats oh, as yeah. pets. Yeah, so Chris and his brother Mm-mm. and sister, had, had they each had a rat Mm-mm. when Mm-mm. they were younger. Um, Chris's rat's name was Sarah. And um, sad, sad story, when they moved from California to Tennessee, the rats could not sustain the elevation and... Um, died very gruesomely gruesomely yeah they what exploded what happened um (laughs) they essentially bled out from orifices (sighs) yeah Mm -hmm. (sighs) through the travel yep just while traveling yeah oh gosh yeah oh gosh Mm -hmm. um can you pronounce that movie one more time? Why do you pick on me about that? Ratatouille. Why do you? Uh, that's how you say it. You pronounce the, you pronounce tat in there, which. Ratatouille. You're all ratatouille. 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 That's ratatouille. That's how you say it. Ratatatatouille. Exactly. (laughs) So Monday was President's Day, and we didn't have a show. Uh, In fact, we actually had to re-air our Friday shows because our station went uh, wonky last Friday and didn't air our shows. Instead, aired dead air during the show, which was uh, lame. Okay. But not our fault, so Um, don't get mad at us. Uh, But uh, it was also another special holiday that always follows Valentine's Day, Singles Awareness Day. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's to make you aware that there are single people in the world and you should care about them. Uh, (laughs) Some of you are single as a Pringle or you might uh, just... Oh, I'm sorry. I read that my whole, I read, I wrote this and I read it wrong. Mm -hmm. Some of you are single as a Pringle and you might think that there's no way to be happy and single. And some of you might be happy and single, but are constantly told that you shouldn't be. Either way, we are here to help. We have a classic bit, a classic discussion that we're going to bring you here uh, on, you know, why it's okay Mm -hmm. to be single. Mm -hmm. Enjoy. So, today we are diving into a topic that we probably could have talked about last week as we were leading up to Valentine's Day. Because remember we talked about the angry single people that come around around Valentine's Day. Yeah. They're happy to be single all 11 other months of the year, all 51 other weeks of the year, all 364 other days of the year, but on Valentine's Day... How dare we celebrate relationships? Yeah. Okay. We're painting a picture (laughs) here that we don't want to paint. We want to paint five ways to be a happy single. Oh, that's what we were doing? (laughs) I was unaware. (laughs) Uh, Look, singleness is a reality for a lot of folks. Uh, And the older you get, the singular you feel. (laughs) I'm told. 
Uh-huh. I haven't ever been single in my life. So <laughs> True story. <laughs> my first girlfriend was in first grade. It's been that way forever. Um, but some of you out you there. You might have a problem, Matt. I'm addicted to relationships. I know that. But now I'm married, and so I got a line into my veins. Well, that's <laughs> funny because you don't like being friends with people. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Not at all. It's not as if you're addicted to Even... all relationships. It's just that <laughs> one relationship. Even the friends that I do have are friends that just belittle me all the time or make me feel bad about myself. I don't. <laughs> you're you a two, punk. Except for you. <laughs> Gosh. I was actually talking about Hillary. The other day, Hillary and I were sitting and she was talking about how she doesn't have a lot of friends either. She said, "I'm not, no, I'm mad at you. I don't even want to talk right now." I wasn't now. talking to you. <laughs> Come on, it's a funny story. Fine, whatever. Come on. I'm listening. Hillary <laughs> said, uh, "Matt, I only have like four friends, and you're two of them." <laughs> <laughs> and it was a fat joke. Everybody, fat jokes abound because all of my friends except Mo are mean to me. <laughs> I feel so bad, even when I like, when I make a joke that's not a fat joke, and then you're like, was that a fat joke? And I'm like, no, it wasn't a fat joke. Right. It's the opposite with you and me. I'm mean to you. I, I've, uh, I even felt this way yesterday on our show. I'm like, I put a lot of jabs at her in that whole episode. Eh. See, I think that it's because I grew up with brothers, yeah. so I don't... You're it, used to that yeah. playful banter. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have a topic that we're supposed we to be talking about? about. Five ways to be a happy single. <laughs> all right, so uh, this is not my list, and I haven't really gone through it all, so we're going to kind of discover it together and discuss if we think this is a uh, accurate way, even though neither of us are single or have been for a long time. I know people who are single, <laughs> but yeah, and we, I'm we really good people. at telling people how they should live their life. <laughs> So this should be a walk in the park. Yep, I got it. <laughs> so number way, the first one, first way, number way, the first one is what I just said. Number one, the first way to be a happy single, know and believe the truth. Tell yourself the truth about your identity and your single status. So this is not living in denial about being single. <laughs> Except the situation. <laughs> Wake up every morning and I look in single. the mirror. I am single. <laughs> I have no significant other. <laughs> I don't. So I think this needs a lot more explanation in it. I think it <laughs> needs to be. It really should have just been tell this. Tell yourself the truth about your identity. Because your identity does not lie in the fact that you are single. Right. And no, I, I do think that's exactly what he's talking about. I think. Yeah, but he they're... went on to say, and your single status. Like, well, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. That still makes sense. Okay. Because I think there are too many people that live their lives when they're single for relationships. Like, they're, they're actively always seeking a relationship, whether that be using a dating app or constantly going out. On the weekends with a specific purpose of trying to meet somebody. They're they're thinking, they're waking up thinking that my life is incomplete at the moment because I don't have someone else in it. Mm-hmm. When that doesn't necessarily have to be true. No. Uh, especially for the believer because God takes us through different periods of our lives. And there might be some that are destined to be single. 
and they need to be able to know that they can still find purpose, they can still find fulfillment in singleness. Yeah. You know, they don't have to live their life for seeking out somebody else. Yeah. So I think that's what they're trying to say. Um, but yeah, just <laughs> it sounded a little harsh. Mm-hmm. Wake up, you're single. Live with it. Tell yourself the truth about your single status. Okay. All right. The second way to be a happy single is surrender. Uh, Knowing that God wants the very best for me allows me to trust him. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. So I think at first I was thinking that this list was a here are five ways independently. I think this is saying here are five things you need to do. In order to be a happy single. So this is like a do all five of these things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number three is prepare. Uh, Are you ready to be in a relationship? I think this is smart. Mm -hmm. Because there are far too many people who are not ready to be in a relationship. Oh, yeah. Especially the people that seem to be addicted to relationships. Well, and I feel like especially people who have been single for a long time. Yeah. You know, you have gone on living most of your life you're in your own habits you've got your own routine you know what you're doing you think that being having someone come alongside you would be easy and would make it all better until you realize this just complicates things. yeah (laughs) because it's a whole lot of compromise yeah um yeah gosh yeah i've thought about what life would be like if if uh if you i suddenly found myself single at this point after having been married yeah like i would I would die. (laughs) I feel like I would die within two years. Not on purpose, just because I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I would be holed up in a a room and just slowly either uh, decompose or or, uh, eat until I exploded. Yeah. One of the two. But, um, yeah, it's, it's... and that's not healthy because that's me. That's that's my problem is that I I need to have a relationship, which is a poor way to live. Um, had I, uh, I feel like I don't know. I feel like I'm better about it now. But when I was when we were first dating and when we were first married, even uh, I wasn't ready. I was too. I was too addicted to the love and the relationship stuff. Yeah. To the point where I was putting Daedra on the pedestal that Jesus should have got on. Mm. You know, she became the answer to my problems. And that wasn't a role that she had signed up for. You know, that was unfair of me to put her there and expect her to be that in my life. And that put a major strain on our marriage, especially when all my other problems started coming out. And it took it took a lot of time for both of us to get to a healthy place in the relationship. Mm-hmm. A lot of time, uh, some therapy, a lot of stuff. And I think it's all because I was not ready to be in a relationship. I was just addicted to being in one. Because that thing about me being in a relationship since first grade—that's the truth. I have always had a girlfriend. I don't think I went more than three months. My entire life without having a quote unquote girlfriend, even if, you know, nothing happened really between us other than the fact that, you know, we're boyfriend, girlfriend, especially first grade or whatever. Just knowing that Mm -hmm. in my head was enough to, you know, give me a a pleasure boost that made me happy throughout the day instead of I'm alone or whatever. And yeah, it's just not healthy. It's super unhealthy. (sighs) Oh. 
Jeez, Matt. I went deep. I dived deep yep, into number that. Number four. Home. Number four. Pray. Ask God to show you what needs to change in your own life to prepare you for your next relationship. Or if you're even going to be in a relationship. Um, but yeah, it's, and that kind of ties into right with the last one. Because mm-hmm. we do need to be spiritually prepared and we do need to work on our own relationship with God before we try to expand into relationships with other people, mm-hmm. well, romantic relationships at least, where it, it involves the bulk of our life. And then lastly, number five, choose joy now. Don't wait to have a man or woman in your life uh, to be happy. It's uh, it's not... You're, you're, I feel like that we as a culture put too much emphasis on love and sex as something far above all the other experiences of life. And I think, of course, the reason why is because they feel like they're bigger. Mm-hmm. But in the scheme of things, there are there are many people that don't ever want or experience those things mm-hmm. throughout their lives. And they still find themselves fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I think that because it is such an all-encompassing thing in our lives that we're handing part of our life over, that we make it bigger than it really has to be as in the realm of importance of, of, of the human experience. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. And that we couldn't be fulfilled without this. If you don't have that as a part of your life for some point in your life, then you haven't lived a full life. Yeah. And I think that's unfair. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like the apostle Paul, he was single, but we wouldn't say that he didn't accomplish what right. God told him to accomplish or that he didn't live his full life. Right. Um, he, he's, uh, <laughs> the only apostle that wasn't a disciple first, you know, he, he, he was a, a big deal and, uh, God did some amazing things for him that have rippled out through time and to look at him and say, yeah, but he didn't have a girlfriend. Yeah. He was never married. So what does he know? Right. And, and I think that's also dangerous because we do that with pastors too. Now I understand why. Because we're afraid that if we get a single pastor, that's going to set up some weird situation where he might date somebody in the in the congregation right. or something like that. It's all set up for rife for problems. But that also means that we don't give single pastors the pulpit mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. Almost, almost ever. Most, even, I would say most churches even make it a point when they're searching for a pastor that that's a requirement. Yeah. That not only that they're married, but that they're married and they have kids. Right, if someone's called into a the pastorate, pastorate yeah. position and they're single, then it's you're like, going to be yeah. a youth pastor for right. a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, I find that totally unfair. Yeah. Because for the exact same reason, Paul. Yeah. You know, he <laughs> he he was one of the, the greatest men in the Bible uh, in the New Testament who, who spread the gospel so, so abundantly mm-hmm. and he had you know had mentees he, he he discipled people and had them go spread the gospel he did such good work all while never having a significant other mm-hmm. and nowadays we're too afraid to let somebody who doesn't have a wife and kids in the pulpit and that's yeah. just that's sad i agree uh but again that is a it's a defect of our culture and all the bad things that have happened 
which of course is just you know a handful of people ruining it for everybody else kind of situations you know but then again feels like every week some other big pastor stepping down for some affair or some other thing it's only because social media is as big as it is now that's why we hear about it is what I okay saying. i was about to say that's the cause no <laughs> that's why they're having affairs that's, that's why, why we're we hearing hear about it every it. other day yep. but, uh, but i mean it was still happening though it's yeah. it's it's uh it's rough mm-hmm. yeah but uh yeah i i think i think that well what do you think of the list do you think it's a good list I do. Um, I think that. I yeah. I mean, I think it's a good list. I think. Do we know who the author is? Because I'm uh, gonna feel kind of bad for I, saying something. I don't have it here. Let me look it up. I kind of feel like it was kind of common sense list. Like I would have rather had a more in depth list, Matt. <laughs> A more oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> get to the center of their heart list. <laughs> uh, I can't find exactly where it's from. Uh, Beliefnet? I think it's from Beliefnet. It doesn't say who wrote it, though. I do like the idea of... So, and I think... Let's see. Number one and number five probably kind of tie hand in hand for me understanding your identity and that you don't have to have a man or a woman in your life to be happy, Mm. you know, and it's something that I hear a lot of people say all the time that their spouse has completed them. And it's a, it's an idea that's nice. Mm -hmm. It's thought, you know, thoughtful and kind of gives you the butterflies, but to be honest, you're a complete person, you and of yourself already. The only hole in your heart was the heart that God needed to fill, not a, Exactly. Else. Exactly. <laughs> and so are you saying that if one of you were to die, if your spouse was to die, that you are no longer a complete person? You know, <laughs> now, while you would be sad and you would be upset, yes, that is valid. But you in and of yourself are already a complete person. And when you find that wholeness and that completeness, that's when you're ready to get into a relationship. Right. Yeah, I think... I think what you're talking about is is kind of off of a misinterpretation of becoming one flesh yeah and saying okay well now we're we're complete but yeah you're absolutely right you know god's the one that makes you complete as the individual yeah uh becoming one flesh is more about uh the the intimacy between the two people and mm-hmm. how you're supposed to be connected for life at that point right but yeah no, i know what you're saying uh, I think the list is, is, is good, but yeah, you're right. It could have been expanded upon a little better. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, seven myths about singleness. But first, this week in nerd history. Stick around. in nerd history the ghost who walks nerd history. created by lee falk a full two years before superman would debut the first superhero was the phantom he debuted in his own newspaper comic strip on february 17th 1936 it recounted the adventures of kit walker who donned a mask and purple outfit to become the phantom also known as the ghost who walks 
The character's whited-out eyes with no visible pupils became a feature of many later superheroes, including Batman, Green Lantern, and Green Arrow. The Phantom was made into a feature film in 1996, starring Billy Zane. Sadly, it was a commercial flop. With a budget of $42 million, it only was able to rake in $17.3 million at the box office. One reviewer called it the ghost who puts us to sleep. Yikes. I'm Radio Matt. See you next time for more Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And today we're talking about singleness. But first, uh, I want to give you a, a little bit of a pitch here. Uh, we all enjoy Facebook groups, but they are so bogged down with ads, off-topic nonsense, and your crazy Aunt Karen hate commenting on every single post about how Star Wars is satanic. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be great if there was a place you could go and chat about all your nerdy passions that was safe and fun, organized by... Uh, type of conversation, and uh, you would only get notified about things about you want to talk about. Maybe even hop in on a game chat, play Among Us with me on Tuesday nights. You might think you don't need another social media app, but this map, uh, this map, this app is focused on your nerdy interest. We would love for you to join the Love Thy Nerd Discord server. Yes, there is a slight learning curve. Mo can attest to that because mm-hmm. she's still not fully active on it, but she, she's going to get there because I'm going to bug her until she does. But after playing around with it for a little bit, you'll have the hang of it in no time. Visit lovethynerd.com slash discord to join uh, and, and just jump in. We'll guide you in. It'll be easy. We'll, 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 we'll show you everything you need to know, help you figure it out. But essentially what it is is, you know, like on, on the Love Thy Nerd Facebook group, it's just kind of a free-for-all. You talk about whatever. But there are yeah. certain things you can't talk about. Like you can't talk about WandaVision spoilers in the group because, you know, they're spoilers. I, there's, a, there's a ban on that. You just can't just be talking about everything that happens there. I can't even give you an example here on the show because that would be messed up. Uh, but on, uh, the discord server, every discussion, um, is, is literally, it has its own stream. It has its own chat stream. And so there are things that are labeled like there's a Marvel spoilers stream. So if you want to talk about the latest episode freely without having to worry about spoiling it for anyone, you just go right there to that stream and you chat. Uh, and, uh. It doesn't show up in your feed if you don't want to. You can also basically decide what you want to talk about. Uh, you, you pick which channels you want to show up in your little side feed there to uh, jump in between. Uh, it's Like I said, it, it looks a little bit different than most social media apps, but it's actually quite organized and uh, a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So give it a shot. LoveThyNerd.com slash Discord. Now on to our main topic for this segment uh, it's a class, another classic discussion from Mo and I. This is seven myths about singleness. Today on our show, we are diving back into the topic of singleness. We talked about that yesterday. We talked about five ways that you could be a happy single person. Uh, and we felt that that list, while good, was, was lacking. lacking. So <laughs> we're going to take another stab at it with another list. This comes from the Facts and Trends blog, one of my favorite places on the internet, by author Sam Alibari, uh, he presented seven, uh, well, basically we're, we're busting seven lies about singleness, seven myths about singleness today. I like debunking myths. Debunking? You don't like busting myths? Well. 
I thought you were being specific about the word. I thought that's what was happening. I'm sorry. I misinterpreted what you were saying. You're just, uh, you're just saying. You're just saying. I enjoy this. I stop enjoy being critical. It. I'm not trying to be critical. Everybody in my life is so critical of me. I can't deal anymore. Can't say the right word. Can't use the right accent. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe I should. I bought the weird snacks. Honey <laughs> sriracha combos are weird, apparently. <laughs> Matt doesn't like the smell of them in the studio. Do you not? I can't smell them. Okay. I just, poke, I just needed a third thing to poke fun at you about. I bought a pepperoni <laughs> stick instead of a beef stick. I didn't smell that either. How was that, by the way? Was You've never had good. one before. No, I, mean, I ate the whole thing. Oh, you did. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. That's a, it's, Two feet of meat right there. Big, is it big two? Old. It is two feet, huh? Well, it's pretty long. No? It's about a foot and a half at least. Yeah. Of pepperoni. <laughs> it was good. It was Does yummy. it taste like pizza and pepperoni? Not, or no. does it? What does it taste no. like? No. It, taste it more tasted like a, more like just beef jerky. Beef jerky? Regular beef jerky. Couldn't tell that it was oh, pepperoni. So I had... This is completely off track. Before we dive into singleness, just because we're talking about jerky and pepperoni. Have you seen the pizza-shaped bag of pepperoni jerky Mm-mm. at Walmart or anywhere. No. Uh, it comes from the guys that made the YouTube channel Epic Meal Time. Uh, this is like Epic Snack Time or something they came out with. Pepperoni jerky. They came with normal pepperoni flavor and they came with like a supreme pizza flavor. But it's literal big slices of pepperoni that they've jerkified. Okay. And me and John bought a bag and we were eating them. And we're sitting there like, I mean... Tastes all right, but something's off about it. And then we realized this is a dog treat. <gasps> I mean, it's not really, it's not made for dogs, but it tastes like dog food. Like what you would, a snack you would make for dogs, like a pepperoni or something like yeah. that. Like this, I think this is what dogs would eat. <laughs> and so that really spoiled it for us. Yeah. So sorry, Epic Snack Time, you're not a sponsor, of course, but. Uh, it wasn't bad. He wasn't a fan. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It just it started bringing up ideas of this is what a dog should eat. Yeah. It's like, I mean, begging strips look good, but they're for dogs. They're guys. for dogs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here are seven lies the church tends to believe about singleness. We're going to dive into this list and see what we think about it. Number one, that singleness is bad for you. Uh, a lot of people have this idea that not fulfilling your romantic or sexual desires is repressive and harmful. Uh, therefore, Christian celibacy is therefore to be avoided at all costs. And we kind of talked about this yesterday. We talked about how we're we're afraid of having pastors that don't have a spouse and children. And that means that we are eliminating, basically, the opportunity for a single pastor yeah. to preach, yeah. to be a pastor. Uh, even if that's what God's calling him to do. Uh, like we said uh, yesterday, too, as Paul had a very different perspective. Uh, he said in 1 Corinthians 7, uh, 28, and then 32 to 33, those who marry will have worldly troubles, and I would spare you that. I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife. Wow. 
Yeah. I mean, he went, he went all in about how it's okay to be single. Yeah. <laughs> Especially uh, as a believer. And I mean, that even to, to me kind of feels like it's not okay to be married. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was a little. <laughs> Marriage is bad. <laughs> That's just that verse. We've interpreted it all wrong. <laughs> right? I want to spare you. I want to free you from those anxieties. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, he, yep. uh, <laughs> that's exactly what Not it sounds no. like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's easy for us to compare the downs of singleness with the ups of marriage and not to realize that there are downs of marriage, worldly troubles, and ups of singleness, freedom to be devoted to the Lord in a way that is undivided. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's just right there. The perfect debunking of that whole thing right from the get-go. Mm-hmm. It's and not a bad our, thing. And we're done. <laughs> no, that's all we, we need. We have seven, but we only, we only need, to need this one. one. <laughs> uh, no. Number two, the idea that singleness requires some sort of special calling. Um, like a nun? Yeah, or, or a priest. Yeah. You know, in the Catholic Church, both of them seem to be called to, to celibacy, celibacy. Yeah. as a part of that job. Um and I think that we think that it's some sort of special gift uh, that God gives us to be single because we think that it's intrinsically bad to be single, you know? Like, it has to be a special case. Like, you're, you're one of God's special projects, <laughs> so you're going to be single forever. <laughs> and that's just not... That's just not... Uh, it's not... <laughs> Oh, Number three, another myth. The singleness means you have no intimacy. Uh, again, and I kind of, I was trying to word this yesterday that we put too much emphasis on relationships and sex as something that's vital to the human experience. And mm-hmm. if you've never experienced that, then you'll never have a fulfilled big portion life. of your life. You have a fulfilled yeah. life. Uh, and a part of that comes from the fact that you think that if you're on in a romantic relationship, you'll never experience intimacy, which is a, a key thing that we crave as humans, mm-hmm. single or not. Um, and that's exactly what they're saying here in this article is that our culture and often the church has so conflated sex and intimacy that we find it hard to conceive of any form of intimacy that's not ultimately about sex. Um, but the Bible shows us several times that it's very possible to have real intimacy with people that have nothing to do with sex. Yeah. You know, uh, for example, Jesus was very close with some of his disciples mm-hmm. uh, in, a, in a very intimate way, not in a sexual way, not in, in a weird and appropriate way, but in a way that you let, you're able to let your guard down. You're able to be yourself around this person yeah. and you are able to share some of your deepest thoughts and uh, struggles, and I mean, I'm saying Jesus had struggles per se, but but you know what I mean—a closeness, a relationship that that has absolutely nothing to do with romance, but everything to do with that vulnerability that comes with intimacy. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's just it's it's uh, it's something that we crave almost above a sexual relationship is being understood. Mm-hmm. You know, being. Being known in a way that most people won't know you. And that's that's another thing that we learned kind of in Celebrate Recovery. 
I feel like Celebrate Recovery is 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 uh, building itself up to be a place where you can be vulnerable in a way that you don't feel comfortable being vulnerable anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And that has nothing to do with relationships. In fact, it's specifically trying to avoid any relationships while you're in recovery. But um, it is all about letting your guard down and being real instead of having to wear that mask all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's exactly what I see. And I think it's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Much The Bible has much broader categories of intimacy than we typically do, is basically what I mean. Uh, number four, singleness means no family. <clears throat> you know that, that phrase, blood is thicker than water? Mm-hmm. Have you heard what it really is? Like no. the phrase really means? No. That is, that's over time lost the meaning, the original meaning of the phrase. The full phrase is... Uh, blood is thicker than water, but, oh, dang it. Man, now I forgot. I got to Google it. Matthew. <laughs> Full phrase, blood is thicker than water. As soon as I see it, I'm like, duh. Okay, yeah. The full phrase is the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. That's the whole actual phrase. And what that actually means is we're... We choose our family, mm-hmm. not, uh, or we chose who we're close to. We choose who we're close mm-hmm. to. Um, so it's it's the exact opposite of blood is thicker than water. It's the people that we choose to be our family are much closer than the ones that we're bound to. That's interesting. By being born. Yeah. Uh, being born into, which makes a lot of sense uh, when it comes to the way people interact mm-hmm. and people grow, um, you know, and it, it works with spouses too. Cause I mean, you choose your spouse. This is a covenant that you make that you've chosen into, and that becomes your family. And that's exactly what the Bible says is that when you marry, you leave your family, you mm-hmm. leave your, your mother and your father and you become one with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the same way, friendships and the people that you choose to surround yourself with, those are your real family in this life. When it comes to the, uh, people that you choose to be around. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's sad that not everybody has a closeness with their actual birth family, but it's a true case. A lot of people don't, a lot of people don't see themselves as super close. Mm-hmm. I'm not really close with my brothers and I don't see that ever changing. Yeah. We're different, different people. Uh, but that doesn't mean I don't love them, but it does mean that, you know, they're not close to me. I don't let my guard down around them. I don't feel that kind of intimacy with them. Right. But I do find intimacy with the friends that I see, the friends that I work with in ministry, the, uh, my spouse, of course. Um, but you can find that elsewhere. You build your own family. Mm -hmm. It's pretty much what we're going for here, which is exactly what Jesus did. You know, Jesus built his own family here on earth as well as having his, his birth family. Mm -hmm. He built the disciples. That's what Paul did. You know, he was, uh, he's famously known as the single apostle. Uh, but he said in Mark, uh, no, he's, uh, in Mark 10, 29, 30, he didn't say this, but in Mark 10, 29, 30, you know, it says that we kind of find ourselves with an abundance of mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, sons, and daughters, because we're all part of the family of God. Mm-hmm. And Paul, the single apostle, uh, did a, a like spiritual begetting with Timothy and Titus and many others who were his, uh, quote unquote, true children in, in Christ from Titus one, four. So this is this this notion that well you'll be alone forever 
I guess, is the fear that you have when you're single. You know, if I'm going to choose to be single, I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. That's just not the case. Right. The gospel puts us into a family. Let's put it that way. Number five, singleness is a hindrance to ministry. (laughs) Uh, I, I tweeted earlier this week. How does a pastor without any kids come up with any illustrations for a sermon? <laughs> <laughs> but it's we, the truth. Yeah, I mean, we have that idea. How could a single person ever effectively serve as a pastor? Don't we need to be married with kids in order to minister to those who are married with kids? And that's the justification that we usually use. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul expects pastors to be faithfully married, uh, but he doesn't mean marriage is required of them. Uh, he says in First Timothy 3, 2, In fact, being single can provide unique opportunities to objectively speak to some issues of family life that might not be the case if one was married. Paul assumes singleness will actually be an advantage in Christian ministry rather than a hindrance, uh, as we said up above in 1 Corinthians 7. Um, You know, it's it's, a single person has a freedom and capacity that they wouldn't have if they were married. Mm Number six, singleness is a waste of sexuality. Now, that's where we were talking about earlier. You know, it's if you don't have a sexual life, you can't be fulfilled. Okay. We put that up there and that, that idea of this is so big in life. You yeah. have to have sex at some point. Uh, if someone remains celibate their whole life, isn't that a waste of the huge dimension of their humanity? Doesn't it neglect the fact that God made us sexual beings? The Bible provides a far loftier version for human sexuality than anything our culture offers. It points ultimately to Christ's union with his people. That's the ultimate marriage that we're all designed for. Marriage shows us its shape. Singleness uh, shows us its sufficiency. We don't have to satisfy our sexual desires in this life in order to fulfill our purpose. Uh, Instead, this points to a deeper yearning, a closer union, uh, and a greater consummation with you know, our, our spiritual marriage being the bride of Christ hmm. per se, that doesn't necessarily mean sex. Uh, it's just so permeated in our culture. Can you imagine separating sex from our culture at this point? I mean, it's, it's impossible I to, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how I feel about the fact that I, my answer is no. Like I don't, I can't imagine doing it, but right. it's, that makes me feel terrible for saying that. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. I mean, we're in a culture right now where there's so much pornography in the world. We can't even estimate how much there is. We're so like, for example, here's, here's a, here's a, a visual for you. A mental image here. If we stopped making pornography today, if there was never any more uh, professionally made, amateur made, whatever, pornography produced from this day forward, and someone was born tomorrow, and they lived 120 years, and they spent that entire 120 years, from the moment they were born to the moment they died, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, watching just video pornography. They would live their entire life and never have to see the same video twice. Well, let me take it further. According to our best estimates of how much pornography exists, that 120 straight years of pornography accounts for only 
0.1% to 0.0001% of what exists right now. Wow. There is so much that it is infathomable how much really exists. And so to say that it's, to even think that it would be possible to separate sex from our culture. Yeah. Is just, we're at a point where it's a point of no return. Yeah. There's, there is no more battle. We've lost the battle. <laughs> There's no beating this at this point. Now it comes down, or well, I'm sorry. We've lost the war. Let's put it that way. Yeah. We've lost the war. The only way to win is the individual battle. Yeah. Of person to person overcoming the addictions to pornography and sex and stuff like that. Oh, that was a tangent. Sorry. That was a tangent. Last right one. Sing, number seven myth about singleness is that singleness is easy. Uh, this is kind of a different direction from the rest of them. Uh, perhaps those struggling through a tough season of marriage or those overwhelmed by the busyness of life with children at home look wistfully at the single person and imagine how much easier life must be without a family. There are unique advantages to singleness, sure, and there are also unique trials, uh, not least not least in a cultural context where so much in life and even in church revolves around couples and nuclear families. Yeah. And we kind of talked about that before with on a different topic about our friend who came to a party full of couples. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even though that party wasn't like a couple party, a couples only party where we're teaming up in couples to play a game and yeah. this one person is left out. But when you're the only person there, not a part of a couple, you feel that way. Yeah. You feel isolated. You feel singled out. The same thing happens like when uh, with the same person in our life is how I get the story. But the same thing happens when you don't have kids and all of your couple friends have kids. Yeah. You feel isolated. Um, that's tough. That's tough to be in. Yeah. That's a tough situation to be in. And ultimately, uh, even if you're not trying, that does typically result in kind of not hanging out as much anymore because yeah. you don't feel like you have that much in common anymore. Uh, loneliness can be a huge battle as can not knowing who to vacation with or who will be there when you are in old age you have all these questions you don't really think about when you're part of a family you're part of a couple but in this world uh, we will always have uncertainty in life uh, neither marriage nor singleness will ultimately fix our problems all of us will only find real contentment and satisfaction in Christ so those are seven myths Again, I liked this list a lot better than yesterday's list. Yeah, and this is by Sam Alaberry again. This is from Facts and Trends. Go read the whole article, a lot more to it, uh, over at the Facts and Trends blog, uh, Lifeway blog. But yeah, very good list. Mm -hmm. Very good list. Educated me a little bit. Yeah. Again, as we talked about yesterday, I've never been single. <laughs> <laughs> whole new territory to Matt. Whole new territory. Doesn't really. Not really bragging about it. Because, again, yesterday we went all into the reason why I've never been single. Because I'm a messed up person. <laughs> you know, now that I think about it, I think since fourth grade, I don't think I've ever been single. Yeah, for more than a few. For more, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you think about the idea of being content being single, then I've definitely never been in that mindset. Because if I've... If I've not been in a relationship, I'm looking for the next relationship. Yeah. That's how I've always been. Yeah. Well, and you are probably a little bit of a better person than I am. Because <laughs> you and Daedra started no dating. <laughs> Shut up. You and Daedra started dating very early. Mm -hmm. 
And that's about the time that I started realizing, okay, I'm going to break up with them before they break up with me. And I'm going to find the next person to date before I break up with them so that I'm not. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. So not only have I not been single, but I've definitely not ever been content. Sometimes I've been dating two people. Sometimes I've been, yeah. Some overlap there. Yeah. yeah, but it's yeah, it's hard to find that contentment. Yeah. And so, gosh, if there is a single person out there who finds contentment, mm-hmm. I admire that person. Oh, yeah. And, uh, again, I feel like that's rare in our culture, but it's certainly possible. That's why you got to have a better mindset about being single. Right. All right, we're going to take one more break. Don't go anywhere, because when we come back, we'll share... Our latest Twitter poll. Oh, you know what? I didn't change that at the beginning. Said we were going to do things that we love, but we don't. We have a Twitter poll. Twitter poll about singleness. Okay. More Back Row Morning Show to come. Stick around. What up, nerd? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. We hope you're enjoying it. But hey, did you know that Love Thy Nerd airs almost all of its podcasts first on LTN Radio? That's right. LTN Radio is your home for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie music. And it's also the place to go to hear Love Thy Nerd's content before it reaches the podcast feed. In addition to that, Love Thy Nerd creates a lot of content that's exclusive to LTN Radio that you're missing out on. So go check out LTNOnAir.com and listen for yourself. You can also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone and search in favorite LTN Radio or enable the LTN Radio skill on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Now let's get you back to that podcast. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, since we've been talking about singleness, let's find out how many single, and by that we mean unmarried, people are in your life. Yes, I know that there's a whole thing about, well, I'm dating somebody, so I shouldn't be considered single. And I'm sorry, that's just the way the world works. If mm-hmm. you're not married, you're considered single. Exactly. And uh, that's how that's how this, Listen, that's how this is broken down. On your W-2... You, have you to, check yeah, married exactly. or single. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So we, we put that out there. We, we said, how many singles, uh, in parentheses, unmarried people do you know? The options were none, a few, a bunch, or most of my friends. Uh, what do you think was the top one? Unless you've already looked. Um, no, I haven't. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say a few. A few is number uh, yeah, one. Yeah, a few was top. Forty five point seven percent have a few single friends, and that's that's when it's dangerous. That's when you get into the territory of talking down to them. If you know most of the people you know are married, the other people are like, "Oh, why aren't you married yet? You're such a nice person." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Someone will love you. I promise. You just got to get out there. You just got maybe try one of those dating apps. Yeah. Maybe get yourself on Christian Mingle. Mm-hmm. Just give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you gotta be careful with that, guys. It's not nice. It's not nice to talk down to your single friends. Some people might want to be single. Mm-hmm. And some people just, you know, they want to be married, but they're not gonna rush into it with some, you know, jerk that doesn't share their views and opinions and religion and stuff. You just right. gotta give it time. Yeah. Uh, number two was a bunch. Like, I know a bunch of single people. 37%. I would assume most of that would be younger. Younger yeah. folks that most, uh, voted that. Yeah. Uh, most of my friends was number three. Wow. 17.4. Uh, yeah, that's weird. But again, 
I would think this would be younger people mm-hmm. who maybe aren't married themselves. Because mm-hmm. if you're not married yourself, then pretty much everybody you know is single, right? You don't hang out with married people. Yeah. I remember uh, early on, we would hang out at your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would, you know, you would invite us over usually at least once a month. Yeah. Uh, for a while, we'd have these big, you know, hangs with people. And uh, everybody there would be a part of a married couple. And then we'd have John. <laughs> yeah. And John would be like, oh, hey, guys, I'll hang out for an hour before I feel too awkward. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to leave. And then, then, he got his, then he got his girl. He got his girl. He got Hillary. They got married. And then it, became, then it became all of us had kids. And they didn't have kids yet. And so yeah. they still felt left out. They were just like one step behind every time. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. And now, now we're all kind of in the same boat and we don't hang out that's true. Yeah, it's very true. So I do want to add really quick. I have a really good friend of mine who is single um, by choice because, as you said, she's not going to just find some random person who doesn't agree with her and choose. Pick a hobo up off the street. Hey, yeah. you married? Let's get this done. Yep. She is waiting for the one who God has prepared for her. Boom. Um, but she posted the other day on her Facebook that, um, and I thought this was just great advice and a great way to think about it. But instead of focusing on their relationship or their lack of romantic relationship, choose to focus on our relationship with them, Mm. you know, where we stand as far as encouraging them and, and holding them accountable in different parts of their lives and walking alongside them in this season, mm. you know, helping pray them them through this and agreeing in prayer for the things that they want in a spouse, but really choosing to focus on our relationship with them instead of their lack of. Right. Not treating them like they have some sort of disease. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it'll be okay. We're praying for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, interestingly enough, zero uh, percent no votes said that they know uh, no single people. Yeah. So well. that means single people are in our lives, and we need to learn how to treat them nice. Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not saying coddle them. I'm just saying be be nice. Don't be so nosy and make them feel like scum. Mm-hmm. Just respect them. I don't know what you're doing wrong, babe, but. Mr. Wright will come along sometime. <laughs> oh, goodness. And, you know, typically it is women. Because <laughs> men really don't have this problem with uh, their single men friends. If anything, it's almost the opposite. Like, man, I wish I was single for a little while. <laughs> a little while longer. <laughs> wow. Because I think we the talk about it. Comes out. I think we talk about it in those discussions that we play, those old. Yeah. Com- but, you know, we don't know what it's like to be single and an adult. Yeah. Because we've been with our spouses even long before we got married, which was right out of high school. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so singleness is a complete mm-hmm. out of the brain experience for us. It's, mm-hmm. it, we have to imagine what it would be like. Yeah. <laughs> but I do recall uh, many times like in college or whatever when someone would tell me, yeah, all I do is play video games and and eat all day. And I'm like, that sounds great sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know. That's what my husband does now. What In the re- <laughs> Wait, hold on. hold on. Husbands aren't supposed to be doing that? What? Uh, oh, but anyway, benefits of being married far outweigh, far outweigh being single, uh, in my opinion. Uh, for you. For me. Yes. That's what I said, in my opinion. Yes. 
which is why uh, if I were single uh, at this point in my life, I think I would have given up on life because that's the person I am. I'm very codependent, very codependent. Listen, and that is why God blessed you with your spouse very early on in your life. And another thing that we touched on in those conversations is that God also uh, prepares some people to be single. And they talk about that Mm -hmm. Uh, in the Bible with uh, Paul, you know, Paul says that it's better for some people to remain unmarried. God has a plan for some people that highly focuses on ministry, that a marriage would, it would be detrimental to a marriage to be that focused in ministry. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah. I don't want to sit here and rehash everything that we probably already talked about, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Don't don't feel bad about it, guys. No, not even a little. You're not lesser. Mm-mm. Awkward pause. Okay, uh, let's end with our verse for the day. <laughs> our verse for the day is Psalm thirty four ten. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. And that's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. we got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you would like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner. Uh, and you can choose LTN Radio from the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible. Make sure you're following us on all the socials at at the back row LTN, at LTN on air, and at Love Thy Nerd. And the Back Row Morning Show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor, Back Row Baptist Church. So search us out and join in on the fun. Lastly, remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNOnAir.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time with an encore at 10 a.m. Uh, but if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Back Row Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. All that helps us out immensely. Join us tomorrow morning for our Back Row Rewind as we share with you how to witness to someone according to non-believers. Mo, final thoughts? Oh, it's been, <laughs> it's been a week already, y'all. We only had two shows this week, and it's been a rough one. It's been rough. (laughs) Rough. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. Come on.